0: Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about controversial happenings in pop culture to make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. This week, we'll be talking about the Bella Thorne OnlyFans drama, a few Kardashian Jenner updates, and house tours from James Charles and Alex Cooper, which came out this week. Let's discuss.
1: Hello, Audrey.
0: Hi. I actually allowed you to do the hellos as you called me out last time.
1: Thank you. I saw you patiently waiting over Zoom and I said, oh, is this my week?
0: This is my moment. And I made it. I gave you your shining moment. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, One thing that the listeners might notice is that we are a little delayed um, on our release date for this week. And that's because... We've decided to switch from a Friday release to a Monday release. We just thought that might be better so that people can enjoy the pot throughout the week. It helps us because we both work throughout the week. So we have the weekend to prep and make sure that we can get um, our scheduling to be a little more consistent. So, yeah, I wanted to, like, flag that. Um, We also said we're going to be doing a... a, um, cancellation based episode which will be happening but we need some more feedback on from what people want to hear us talking about and what famous cancellations they would like us to um hone in on so dm us with rex baby
1: also i could not be more excited because yes we're going to move forward with these monday releases which is i think is going to be great but we also will have updates as soon as the bachelorette Starts mm-hmm. premiering, oh, which is perfect. very exciting. Yes. So we will be giving you guys updates on that as well um, because you know we will be covering that extensively.
0: Extensively. I was actually thinking it might be fun to do a little bit of like live reporting on the Instagram for the batch content because that's more of an emotional response. You know, I don't need the history. I have the history lessons. The history is right in here. I'm tapping on my noggin. Um, but what's really fun is being able to kind of react to it live prime time so maybe there's something there I don't know let me know what you want to see fans
1: (laughs) yeah actually let us know how you would like to see the bachelorette covered because I feel like I have a very similar idea in mind where I'm like we could do live Instagram reactions sort of in the moment that people could check during commercial breaks to keep them entertained and just get some feedback on what's going on yeah Yeah, that's sort of my idea is the commercial break vibe. But if anybody else is like, oh, I want to hear more about this or I want you guys to cover this, we are so flexible. Our DMs are wide open, slide in.
0: Yep. Um, But how are you doing in personal life now that we got the housekeeping put aside?
1: You know, I'm just glad I'm, I'm back in Spokane. Um, I have a stable Wi-Fi connection. Now. Love that for you. So um, everybody, that was just so incredibly patient. Thank you so much. Um, my Nana is no longer on Audrey's shit list. Um, and everything just feels kind of back to normal and good. So it's good to be back. I'm in denial that it's almost September. Um, and it, it freaks me out because that makes me realize that we are 75% through this year and there are only three more months until 2021. And I, I mean, I know that everybody jokes about this, but it's really hitting me that I didn't do anything in 2020 other than this podcast. Like, doesn't that just blow your mind how an entire year is almost over and I feel like I have done nothing?
0: Yeah, it's definitely really frightening. I was thinking about this as well. I feel like if I was 40, here's what I think would be pristine if I was like in my 40s, 50s, I had kids that were in college or just out of college, like me and James, who then, you know, moved back. A lot of kids like move back in with their parents. You're with your mom. Like what kind of parent really gets the chance to like live, live with their adult children who are probably dope, you know, if they raise them right, versus as teenagers, like that must be hell, like having a teenager. So then having to Um, enjoy the experience of actually just living with those humans as humans who are self-sufficient and you know you don't have to parent them anymore and you can kind of become friends I just feel like that would be amazing I'm kind of jealous of all the parents out there no same college age parents um but yeah on the flip side of the coin oh you're fine it's okay I mean it's not great that you're interrupting me but it's okay I mean I I
1: just (laughs) forgot to raise my hand I'm really sorry I like totally totally forgot
0: but on the flip side of the coin, being those kids sucks because it feels like as a 20, I'm 23 or 20, are you 23? James 24. 24. You're 24. Mm, rap, that's okay. It's okay. Either way, you know, losing a year of your 20s is not ideal. You know, it's not, it's not ideal, but we're powering through.
1: No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think when the pandemic first started, even in the first three months, I felt very, fine about it and actually weirdly grateful because I was thinking, okay, I'm not a student anymore. I'm not missing any sports seasons, which I always loved. I'm not missing my graduations. I'm not missing these fun experiences that you wait four years for. And so I felt lucky that I was employed. I had a job. Everything was sort of settled. But now that it's gone on as long as it has, I am starting to get a little mad because everybody told me when I turned 24 everybody was saying, you know, oh, better have fun this year because your body starts shutting down at 25. You know, you better go out and drink while you still can. And I was like, oh my God, what? And so now I'm like, okay, well, listen, we're already July, August. almost three months into my 24th year of life. And I haven't gone out to drink once because I can't. And yeah, I'm starting to get a little angry and upset that I feel like I actually am wasting a year of my 20s in a global pandemic, which aren't we all, but still,
0: you know? Yeah. Like I'm trying not to be too, you know, selfish about it because everybody is going through this in some way or another. Um, I wanted to know though, like, what are your thoughts, you know, as we go into fall and Christmas vibe season, like what are you feeling about that? Because personally, now that I'm back and as I mentioned, I guess I haven't announced this, but I moved back or I moved in with James and his family Um, Because James and I were going to move in together this month. But, you know, (laughs) pandemic just changes shit. I don't even get into it. But um, I'm excited a little bit for like, you know, the Christmas vibes, like being home with your family. And I'm just like, I've seen this trend on um, TikTok. I don't know if you've been on Christmas TikTok yet, but there are some TikTok accounts that are doing like a countdown to Christmas. And every TikTok is like some sort of Christmas themed vibey thing that just like transports you into December. And then all the comments are like, if 2020 fucks up Christmas, like I will riot. And I feel the same way because I'm kind of looking forward to quarantine Christmas. Is that crazy to say?
1: No, I, oh my gosh. So my aunt was saying the other day, she was like, I feel like we're going to get hit with a massive snowstorm or something's going to happen. And you know what? If that happens, whatever, I'm fine. If quarantine or 2020 or whatever it is, ungodly force of nature interrupts Christmas or makes Christmas bad. I will revolt. I live for Christmas. It is my favorite holiday. December is my favorite time of year. And I'm low-key excited. You know, I felt a little sad that I didn't get another New York summer. However, am I going to miss a New York winter? No. And I can't wait because I think, My brother will get to come home for longer. Um, Evan, whenever you hear this, text me. He always does, and usually it's uh, two weeks later, so I'd like to keep track of how frequently he listens. Um, But yeah, I I think it'll be just a really good time to actually have all of the family home for a long amount of time and not just like five days.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, that's the one benefit to this year is spending a lot of time with family. I feel like I've seen my brother... 10 times more, and my mom, and, like, getting to hang out with James's family, and I hung out, like, I only really see my family, because I haven't really seen any of my friends in person, like, since March, for the most part, other than a couple backyard social distance hangs, so, anyway, I just want to get your take on that, because, and I guess we'll just see (laughs) what happens in December. (laughs) Maybe sometime before
1: christmas we can do an episode together
0: (gasps) yeah i okay i was actually thinking about that because one thing one thing about zoom i think when the connection stuff happens like when negative when bad connection vibes happen is when we're trying to speak over each other you know and that is really the best flowing conversation but you just can't get that over zoom like both of us have to look at each other and and know kind of when we're ending our thought so that the next person can jump in so I was just thinking about how like wonderful it would be to just like hear both of us laughing at the same time you know like I know that's a little thing but these are the things you think of when life has little pleasures (laughs)
1: No, it really is so annoying how whenever we interrupt the other person or yeah, if both of us are laughing, it only picks up on one.
0: Yeah. Like, I hate how it... I was, okay, well, we're... Ha- well, I was, <laughs> <laughs> See? I hate I'm sure it when we interu- I can't... <laughs> Stop. I'm sure when we listen back that'll sound so much stupider than it seems. It seems so, like, flirty and fun right now but when we listen back it'll just be, like, Two robots talking to each other oh
1: my god <laughs> Anyways, Well, okay we'll make that happen
0: we will um i'm definitely down for that you can come here because i don't really want to go there so
1: okay totally fine but spokane has oh. drive through coffee yes,
0: you, spokane is the only place <laughs> no but you said coffee. you have your favorite drive through coffee stand here and tomato street tomato street is probably just ridden with corona at this point because yeah. of its location and <laughs> so, yeah, so true. um though. anyways should we get to our first topic of the day
1: let's do it
0: all right so i don't know if anybody's been keeping up with the drama on twitter these days but this was something that really stood out um both the situation in itself but also sort of how it um discusses a pattern that we've seen in celebrity these days so We're just going to run through this whole Bella Thorne OnlyFans tea, and then we'll give you our thoughts. So basically, if you don't know, um, OnlyFans is a subscription service where people can subscribe to certain creators for various forms of exclusive content. Now, that's true. It can be any kind of content, but obviously the um, main form of content is porn, and Just to kind of preface before we get into it, I have heard great things about OnlyFans and how it's sort of like this new wave of ethical porn where um, porn stars and sex workers can be paid very fairly for their work and make a livable wage off of this work through OnlyFans um, by being able to sort of speak to their fans directly instead of having to go through third-party Production companies and whatever, and Pornhub, which is has a lot of unethical um, background that I'm not super fully versed on. But basically, what I know is that OnlyFans is like generally a, revered as a positive thing. So um, last week, Bella Thorne announced that she would be creating an OnlyFans account in a 24 and in a 24-hour period, she earned over one million dollars, which is an OnlyFans record. When an article was published by the New York Post to announce the earnings, she tweeted in response, also, no, I'm not doing nudity, but this is where shit hits the fan. fan. And here is what happens next. Um, explained on a thread by Twitter user Erica Heidewald. Um, so we're sort of pulling from her Twitter thread because it speaks to it really well. So she says she sent out a $200 pay-per-view message that she claimed was a nude photo and what that means is um so creators can message their audience directly so say i have 100 followers and you can send sort of a, a blast to all 100 followers with content that is hidden and then you can say for $200 you can see this content so um she sent out this message that she said for $200 you can see this nude photo of me which is what she said that it was a nude photo and there are a lot of people who will pay that money to see that photo. So when subscribers paid to open it, they found out it was a photo of just her and lingerie, no nudity. So a lot of these users um, felt like she scammed them and they wanted their money back. And OnlyFans has a policy that says that you'll get your money back if you get scammed, if there's like a wrongful claim um, and you don't get what you paid for basically, so basically, a fuck kind of people ask for a chargeback and this caused problems for OnlyFans because they have processing costs. So suddenly, um, millions are requesting millions, of, or thousands are requesting millions of dollars in chargebacks, which makes OnlyFans lose a lot of money. To be able to pay for all of those people back and prevent such a massive chargeback problem in the future, OnlyFans changed their policies. So now the maxi- maximum price for a pay-per-view message is $50. The maximum tip ca- someone can send is $100 and all the money you make on OnlyFans is pending for 30 days, whereas previously you could cash out on your funds every seven days, which is a huge difference. Like it's someone making a weekly paycheck versus a monthly paycheck, which for a lot of people that's not doable. Um, so the final thought from this Twitter user who is an OnlyFans creator speaking on this topic, she says she didn't think about us as real people or about sex work as a real job she scammed people, which leads to the spread of a dangerous and unfair stereotype that sex workers are scammers, even though every content creator I know works their ass off and cares about providing value. So before we proceed, do you have any initial thoughts, Emily, on this tea?
1: I mean, the thread was just fascinating. Like, it was really helpful to read. And the Twitter user honestly detailed it very well because not only did she explain what happened with Bella Thorne, but I liked how she provided a lot of numbers. You know, there's 450,000 content creators that are being affected by this. And she even broke down, we didn't read this cause it, it would just get way too long, but she even broke down how much they actually get paid after taxes and what a video of doing XYZ would get. But then after all the processing fees and taxes, what they actually get and basically just how it directly affects her income and so i just felt horrible for her however her twitter thread did go viral so i think she did get some
0: money from that so good for I'm her sure. yeah it seems like she did so i'm happy for her for that okay so here's my question to you emily do you feel like it was bella's fault or do you feel like bella is the scapegoat for what is really you know an only fans problem like a platform problem
1: Ooh, what a great question. I think at first, when I initially read the thread, I was thinking Bella Thorne is the problem. However, after reading some other articles about it and then seeing Bella's response, I'm sort of in between. I think she's not exactly innocent here, but I think it's also a huge problem from OnlyFans for the fact that they just changed policies for everyone instead of just like banning Bella Thorne. so, does that answer the question?
0: Yeah, that answers the question. And I and I agree. Like, I'm sort of on the same wavelength where it's the platform's issue, it's the policies that they're changing, like, but it is kind of Bella Thorne's fault. And what really sucks is that, like, from what is being shared on Twitter, like, the general consensus is that sex workers have a horrible um, perception to the public, and Bella Thorne gets to hop on here and quit, make a quick $1 million at the expense of hundreds of thousands of sex workers who don't deserve that money any less. And so it's irresponsible maybe of her to be on the platform and also to like be kind of scammy. Like why? Like the idea that she claimed that she was sending a nude and it's not a nude. And I know that's like weird. It's not... Um, Normalized yet to talk about ethical porn, and like, you know, it, it's definitely creepy to but think we're that making that, it like, normal. We're normalizing sex workers in 2020, but we should be. and should be. yeah, like I'm sure there's a lot of you know there's nothing creepy really, about porn because it's consensual, especially in the case of only fans, and I'm sure there's plenty of people, you know, we don't need to get into that, but what I'm trying to say is, agreed. It's kind of on both of their parts, but it speaks to a greater issue of celebrities coming into a space and money grabbing and um, profiting heavily, much more heavily than all of the small, smaller creators on that space and monopolizing those markets. And that's like very true in the digital space. This is an example on OnlyFans, but the same could be said on Patreon. The same could be said on Podcasts in general, like any, uh, so many B list celebrities create podcasts because they know that they have a following and that people are going to listen and that they're going to be able to monetize it super quickly with advertiser money. And that's great. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but there is like a saturation in all of these markets and it makes it really hard for non celebrities to break out into these industries because of the competition that all the celebrities create. The next um, chapter of this story was Bella tweeting something last night where she tweeted the following. Quote, remove the stigma behind sex, sex work and the negative negativity that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it. That's what I was trying to do to help bring more faces to the site to create more revenue for content creators on the site rolling my eyes. I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely of a chance to normalize the stigmas. And in trying to do this, I hurt you. I have risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work, porn, and the natural hatred people spew behind anything sex related. I wrote and directed a porn against the highbrows of my peers and managers because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex. I'm a mainstream face and when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use you in helping others yours your voice and helping others and advocate for something bigger than yourself again in this process i hurt you and for that i am truly sorry p.s i'm meeting with only fans about the new restrictions to find out why this is fucked up and i'm sorry comment i'm sorry comment any ideas or concerns you want brought to of and send me your links and a pic so i can promote you guys
1: okay We just talked about celebrity apologies last week. Again, this one perfectly fits the mold of basic apology that really doesn't do anything. I love how, you know, she tries to say, oh my gosh, I risked my career to do this. And first of all, nobody's asking you to. Second of all, you would still have a career regardless of what you do. So shut up. Um, Second of all, It just bothers me that she's trying to make herself look like the hero in this case, when in reality, she should have just said, I'm so sorry for the false advertising. I apologize for any money this may have lost or what this (laughs) any money that this may have cost you. And and just saying, and I I liked what she said at the end about how, oh, I'm going to meet with OnlyFans to figure out you know, the policies and what I can help with. So comment, even though I'm sure she'll read none of them. I do like that she mentioned that part, but she could have just said, sorry, I know this was on me for the false advertising. I'm going to get everybody their money back and I'll be talking to OnlyFans to try to lift the restrictions that I caused.
0: I agree. It's crazy to me how for all of the money that these celebrities make that none of them can seem to afford a PR person who knows what the fuck to do in these situations. And what I mean by that is every single one of these shitty ass statements suck because everybody like leads their apologies was, here was my, my intent was this. And half of the time, it's like, dude, you can't prove what your intent was. So to me, it sounds like you sat down and strategized and said, "What's the best way for me to say that I was, you know, not in the wrong ever in this situation?" And you know, even though my intentions were good, like it didn't work out. Like you can't prove your intentions, so you can only apologize for what you did wrong. So bringing up your intentions is just a way. Like it just feels phony every single time when she says, "I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on the site, the more likely of a chance to normalize the stigmas." like me, is already, not,
1: it's already so established like we yeah. don't need we don't need you bringing attention to it we see it everywhere
0: and why would we why would anybody believe that like just be honest and say you wanted to make a quick million dollars like that's and what you made did two million now i know and it's like dude it's actually would be more admirable if you know, famous people would just be honest. Like I knew that I could succeed on this platform because I have an extremely large following and because I'm already established as sort of this sex icon, which is true. Like Bella Thorne is known to sort of be, um, you know, she's not like a straight edge. She's not by the book. She doesn't follow the rules of like A-listers and she's very like sex positive and and, like a sexual being or whatever. So that would have been at least she would have been being honest when she said I knew I could make a ton of money so I did and I fucked everybody over I didn't think about how I could fuck everybody over um and there was a lot oh
1: go ahead oh sorry I just I again want to say that I am for hire if any celebrities need help with these PR statements please DM us and you'll get one of us both of us are very equipped for the for these jobs but it just yeah I you said it perfectly it makes me so mad and again How many times do celebrities say something very similar to what she said, along the lines of, Oh my gosh, I could have been canceled because of this, or I was really putting myself out there. My career is on the line. Even if you do something bad and get a lot of bad press, when you have a following that big, even the bad press is going to help you increase that following even more. So shut up. Like, I just, it makes me so mad. Even, and we'll cover this in our cancel culture episode or the famous cancellation episode but I just it oh god it irks me so much like you know you know what would have been a problem if you would have been a full-time accountant somewhere and then you would have done this and then maybe you would have gotten fired from your full-time job but you're not getting fired from anything I don't know why yeah. accountant was the first career I thought of but I always have that song stuck
0: in my head accountant. I, I th- work at a place where accountants work <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think we're aligned like bella you're on the wrong side of history on this one it would have been quite simple for you to just say hey let me redistribute the million dollars that i made fucking every fucking over all 400 of you into the community that i screwed but she didn't do that because she doesn't want to lose her money and said she's said she's gonna you know use her words which only takes people so far as we know
1: i have a hot take spill it I think three parties are on the wrong side here. Okay. Okay, number one, Bella Thorne, just absolute trash. She scammed and low-key ruined OnlyFans momentarily, wrong side. Mm -hmm. Two, OnlyFans is on the wrong side because they changed their policies overnight for everyone instead of just figuring their shit out with Bella Thorne. And number three, honestly... I think her subscribers are low-key on the wrong side of history because maybe they should be subscribing to actual content creators on the platform and not a celebrity who tweets, oh, I'm not doing nudity, and then asks, oh, pay $200 for a nude photo. I don't know. That's just a hot take. I think all three parties are on the wrong side. I hope everything gets figured out and that the content creators on OnlyFans can go back to their normal daily lives.
0: Yeah, it sounds like OnlyFans um, wants to make some changes after having made such, like, a gut reaction um, update to all their policies, and so it's a good thing that they want to talk to her. But, yeah, it's, she's just she's so crusty. I can't. Should we move speaking on to the Speaking of time?
1: crusty. <laughs> so speaking of crusty. <laughs> So we have a really brief just update on the Kardashian and Jenner end of things, basically. And we're not going to take a lot of time on this because these stories, to be honest, are a little bit crusty. So I'm sure you all have seen this. I know we posted it on our Instagram story, but the one and only Lord Scott Disick commented on a picture of Khloe Kardashian in her bikini. It was on her Instagram and he said at real Tristan 13 is a lucky man and the comment has since been deleted, but of course, everybody freaked out. Basically, it confirmed that Chloe and Tristan are back together. If you don't remember, I don't know how you couldn't, but they originally split in 2019 after he was caught in not one, but two, the Daily Devil cheating scandals. And the second of which was obviously with Kylie Jenner's former best friend, Jordan Woods. So, I mean, I don't even know if anybody is on the wrong side here. Am I happy for them? Sure. Would Tristan be my first (laughs) pick for Chloe? No. So I guess Tristan is on the wrong side. I still hate him, but I'm glad she's happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just, when the whole Jordan Wood scandal transpired, Jordan is actually someone that I wanted to bring up on our Cancel Culture culture episode because she was highly canceled. And I have a lot of thoughts about that, and we can get into it. But what I really wanted to focus on here is just the relationship between Chloe and Tristan. Like, there's that old adage, once a cheater, always a cheater. And I personally don't believe that. um, Because I think people can grow up. And, you know, we don't nobody knows Chloe. It's hard for me to have like, you know, I don't, I just feel weird speculating about two parents with like a young kid who's going to grow up and have to learn all of this stuff one day and that's going to be really traumatizing and if they are working on it I'm sure they're working on it they have lots of resources they have lots of family and I think they're going to figure it out so if they're back together I'm happy for that you, know? you know that
1: picture you know that picture of Chloe that shook the internet where she looked like a completely new person yeah Maybe Tristan just really wanted to match that. You know, maybe he said, wow, she's different. I want to be different too. Let's give it another shot. Another happy. Maybe it worked.
0: He's tuning his personality.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a modern, 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 modern day change. <laughs> modern love story. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically the update on Chloe and Tristan. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Um, and then another quick Kardashian-Jenner update basically let's just keep it simple kylie is basically chilling in paris in the middle of a global pandemic and people are losing their minds rightfully so honestly sis like even if you got to travel to paris why do you have to post about it you know i know
0: rub it in all of our fucking faces that you just get to do whatever the hell you want as a billionaire
1: it i don't think we need to say anything more than that
0: yep let's move on all right Moving on to my favorite person to shit on. (laughs) Um, James Charles um, released his new house tour on YouTube. And so he said that he bought this house in like a year ago and it's been undergoing renovations for the last however many months. And he broke up his release video in two separate videos. The first was, like, his normal house, and then the second video was, like, he was revealing his new editing studio. He has, like, a conference room downstairs, like, an entire merch studio, an entire, um, like, hairdresser area for him to get his hair done, a nail care area for his nail person to come to his house and do his nails. His whole entire backyard was re-landscaped and got a fabulous new pool, which... uh, (laughs) I just talk about the pool, but he has a fire pit. He has a pool house. It's just, it's extremely extravagant. And I've never felt less rich than watching that video. And here's all I have to say. Like, I shat on him, you know, and I shit on him constantly. And I, and I stand by that. Um, but he earned all of his money. He's, he truly is self-made. And as much as I want to hate on him because he's a spoiled brat and because he's totally privileged and because he has no connection to reality, which are things that are all true, at the very least, I don't think that he should... I'm not sitting here like, James is too rich. He should be giving all of his money to people who are less fortunate. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. If I was that rich and I did it by myself... I would do the same damn thing he did because for the first video I was like this fucking asshole. Like he has so much money, he doesn't even know what to do with it. Oh my god! And he's so spoiled and he's literally so dumb and blah blah. blah. And I was I was being really negative, Nelly. And then the second video came around, and I was like, ugh. He did this all by himself, and you know, five years ago he was just a kid who wanted to make it in LA, and you know that's. I can, I can hate his personality, but I can still respect his hustle. You know what I mean? I think that that's what we're working towards in 2020 is being more complex humans and not having like a yes, no attitude, a black and white attitude about everybody in life. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: That's beautiful. And I think this new opinion, <laughs> Audrey is really, you know, she's, she's following, following Chloe and Tristan's lead. She's becoming a new person.
0: I think. <laughs> face tuning my personality.
1: Yeah, I think what maybe you should do is you should channel this new energy towards James Charles while it lasts into his giveaway.
0: See, that would just be horrible. I I could never do that. Imagine, imagine. So he's giving away a hundred thousand dollars to a lucky or no, he's giving twenty thousand to five lucky winners. And I was just thinking, if I did it and I won, like, oh my god, I would never I would have I would have to say no because I'm such a horrible mean person about him. I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, no, but I mean- for
1: real. I think we should actually enter the giveaway. I was telling Audrey, I was saying, let's comment, say, oh, we have this bomb culture podcast and we just really need some help, you know, getting it off the ground. And we really desperately need new mics and maybe some hot spots because our wi Fi's are spots. so inconsistent <laughs> or maybe even just to pay for traveling fees so we can be together again, you know, make a really long distance vibey. And I think we could win this thing um however the only problem would be that if his assistant or someone on his team you know Listened gave one of our episodes yeah like gave it a listen and then they saw james charles in the title and they were like oh my god exciting let's see what they talked about and then they would probably block us so you know i'm thinking we enter the giveaway and then next week let's record an episode called we love james charles and talk about a Beautiful's houses
0: I can't do that, I really can't it's it's against everything I stand by as a morally grounded human being I can't, but you know if
1: i win if I win the money, can you take half of it
0: yes, I can't I can' do that, yeah
1: okay, great. we've got
0: a deal yeah. but one thing that stood out that I just had to I just had to comment on on the pod because it i i memorized I committed it to memory was um and this may not make any sense to you because I used to watch his videos so I know what his old house looks like and he had a backyard that was I don't know it was big enough to fit a pool and like a little bit there was like a deck like a back porch there was a pool and there was a little bit of green space and there was some hedges um up against two sides of the pool so it was smaller but it was still like fucking nice you know like imagine having a pool in your backyard And in this video, he was like, this backyard was a dream to me because our last house backyard was not big enough at all. It was so small. The sun never hit the pool. So we could only be in the pool until like 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And that's when I was like, oh, like even looking back, you decided to keep that part in. It's little things like that. You know what I mean? And like in his tour throughout the tour he'd be like we never use this room but it's just like nice and we never use this room but I just like had to get it interior decorated and I was like oh you're so rich and like I'm happy for him you know because we all want to be that rich but I just wish he had someone who was like poor working for him who could tell him like you sound really bad you know
1: your privilege is showing
0: yeah just like hide your privilege like don't check it like or get it checked by someone else you know but like just put it away keep it for yourself.
1: I have to say, (laughs) I was getting very, um, selling sunset vibes when he was walking through it. I was like hearing it in a selling sunset tone for some reason. And I kept waiting for them to say, you know, so the commission was this and it was listed at this and they negotiated for that. But, I was so overwhelmed. This was a small thing, but by the trampoline in his backyard, I loved it so much. I don't know why it made me so happy, but he got some height on that thing.
0: He did. He can do backflips and everything. Yeah, that's but a you know quality know what I was trampoline. also thinking was like that house was very similar to his last house where it's so cookie cutter, you know, like I'm sure that the floor plan of those homes are copy pasted all over the hills of LA. But Like, and for that reason, I couldn't see it on Selling Sunset. You know what I mean? Because it was almost too basic, but he did a lot of upgrades. Like the whole basement was all fancy and like the backyard was super nice, which made it a little bit more luxurious. But like the actual house itself, there was, it was super, you know what I'm talking about? It was really just like white and boring. I would gladly live there, but I'm just saying compared to Selling Sunset houses, you know? So I was, I was thinking in my mind, like, Ooh, what would they price this? Probably around like four to 5 million that's what I'm gonna say okay I like that
1: no I totally agree it wasn't anything I mean it was amazing but yeah it definitely wasn't the taste and the style of it wasn't anything to write home about you know I think a manza wouldn't love it
0: it was like I, oh you got the restoration hardware cloud couch congratulations <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to say that his recording studio made me a little nervous oh, oh wow. I think I just cut
0: out you cut out yeah go ahead sorry okay, you're still there though <laughs> I was like wait she's still there, there. After Restoration Hardware.
1: I have to say that his recording studio, though, did make me a little nervous because I saw that and I said to myself, oh, Lord, we got an album coming our way.
0: Yeah, that was really frightening. I don't even want to. I don't want to go down that road right now.
1: But you know that's foreshadowing.
0: That's foreshadowing for sure. And I'm not here for it. I'm going to get out of that shadow real quick.
1: Any other thoughts on his mansion?
0: Now, let's talk about Alex Cooper, who posted her um, house tour on YouTube in the last week.
1: She is, and she's the host of Call Her Daddy. If you guys are not familiar with her, you should... If you've been living under a boulder. Um, Yeah, so I have a ton of thoughts on this one. Because, yeah, she posted a video of her brand new apartment in New York City. I was shook to my core... I would recommend that you guys watch it before James Charles because if you watch it after, you might not be as impressed. Yep. Um, just due to the size, but my God, I don't even know where to begin. I started sweating watching it because I was so overwhelmed at how much space she had. And I was also just dying at the comments. You know, a lot of people were pointing out she used to post her apartment videos and they'd be pointing out how every piece of furniture they just found on the street which actually happens all the time in New York but they'd just be talking about how everything they owned was trash and now she has that restoration hardware couch she has made it the fact that she has two floors in her home the stairs are unreal the window is unreal she's got two bathrooms washer and dryer
0: window. the
1: arched window
0: with the brick? I, oh my god
1: It's just so much. You guys need to watch it. Even if you are not a Call Her Daddy listener or an Alex Cooper fan, it is so satisfying to watch this video. And my only thing, though, is and something that people were pointing out in the comments, is that I feel like it low-key is a little sketchy. I mean, I know she had to show the window, but I think it'd be really easy to figure out where that apartment is.
0: Oh, I've already seen it posted on Twitter and stuff. Like, I hope there's security in the building. I mean, yeah, it was a little concerning but i mean anyone can technically find i mean that a lot of people do that like a lot of celebrities get found so i don't know hopefully her building has some someone's security i don't know
1: it's unreal though i mean i don't even know what my favorite part is it probably is the living room her living room style is for me
0: her style is really interesting it is i think she's just kind of figuring out her voice and i feel like she's at the point where she's like rich enough to buy this stuff but like not rich enough to buy this stuff and have somebody like decorate it for her maybe. So she's kind of just winging it. And I think it looked great. Like the restoration hardware, um, what's it? Dining room table. I Googled it. It was like $7,000 or something. And I was like, you go queen. Like I'm here for it. I also heard, did you, you want to do your little deal about the rent?
1: Oh my God. you guys, the rent. I immediately asked Audrey as soon as I watched it. I was like, how much do you think this thing costs? Because I live in New York and let me tell you, okay, I pay about uh twelve times less than she does. And I have about uh 55 times smaller the apartment than she does. So someone commented on her on the YouTube video and said my friend rents a room in an apartment with three other roommates and has restoration hardware furniture, which I love that she wanted to include. What tells you she made it is the fact that she has this huge and modern apartment in Manhattan. Very true, because a lot of apartments are old as hell. So this person said, my cousin's studio was modern like this in a trendy neighborhood and it was 3000 a month. So I'm guessing this one is probably around $12,000 per month. By the way, to qualify for a New York apartment, you need to make 40 times the monthly rent, which I can attest to. So just a lot of numbers going on inside my head right now.
0: This is all—all all of these numbers are speculation in terms of what the monthly rent is. But some people did seem to find her apartment on Zillow, and it was 12k a month. But when I was looking at that listing, because it was on Reddit or something, and I was looking at the listing, and by the way, I don't condone that—we shouldn't be doing that—but it was there. So I mean, I didn't share it around, but it was there, and. The master bedroom in the Zillow listing was much bigger and looked different than the one in Alex's, but the downstairs living room was identical. So it might have been a different unit in the same building. I'm not sure. But either way, like it's definitely in the anywhere from like 8k to 12k and she's living alone. And that's a lot of fucking money. So I mean, she she definitely made it (laughs) enough. But I'm surprised what's surprising to me is like maybe with the new deal that she got cut after all of the Sophia drama, like she's definitely making a lot more money because what was once split between two people is now for one person um, because they kind of didn't live in like a super nice place before this. Really, it was kind of just another average apartment. It was definitely nice for New York it was probably like five grand ish, but they split it between two people, you know, so I'm just I'm really impressed and I'm happy for her.
1: No, I truly am so happy for her, and as soon as I go back to New York, I'm going to record a video to try to mirror hers, and mine will last, I think, until she gets to her kitchen, and then my entire apartment will be done.
0: Ugh, the fact that she was like, yeah, I don't cook. The fact that James Charles and Alex Cooper both were like, uh uh-huh, everybody knows I don't cook. Like, okay, we get it. You're rich, James. Uh-huh, everybody knows I postmates every single meal. Ugh. Congratulations. Like no more. I, still, having you on the back. I That's so embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing that you don't know how to cook. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Wow. Learn a life skill, why don't you?
0: For once in your life. Try it.
1: No, but for real, I feel like if I was rich, I mean, would I order food all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. But I would also, I feel like I would want somebody to come in and teach me how to make, you know, these fancy meals and I don't know. I wouldn't want to completely lose that cooking ability. Cooking is fun.
0: I mean, I guess I get it because James and Alex are both in like hustle mode, but I would imagine, I just hope one day they learn how to cook because like, what are you going to do all day when you're old really? and gray, you know?
1: My mom is going to listen to this podcast and go, oh, you like to cook? That's weird. <laughs> if you don't,
0: you never do. Well, that sounds like a you problem. I love. I made
1: I made dinner last night. Okay. Okay, what, mom. What'd you make? We had cauliflower pizza and I put on...
0: <laughs> you make the cauliflower Crust from scratch? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> I we
1: were thinking about it and we were just like, you know what? It's gonna it's not gonna hold. It's gonna be a disaster. But we did asparagus on it, which mm. don't knock until you try it. We did asparagus, garlic, red onion, black olives, bell pepper, some goat cheese, some arugula, some pesto, and some balsamic glaze. And let me tell you all That's good. best Saturday night.
0: Well, shit, dude, I'm hungry now. I think we, we we covered everything.
1: Dude, you have to go to Costco now so you oh, can get yourself a hot dog.
0: I don't. I actually haven't been to Costco since the pandemic began. I don't think they're doing food, which is really no. upsetting. Wait, not even know. in
1: not even in the. I feel like they're not doing samples, but they're not even doing it in.
0: I don't the know. I don't know. One? I guess I'll, I'll confirm. I'll confirm. Please
1: post it on the Instagram story. <laughs>
0: before this this podcast goes live (laughs) with
1: zero context
0: all right well thanks everybody for joining us for another episode of the wrong side we are so appreciative of those of you who tune in to listen every week and um we will be on our instagram all week long so if you ever want to see anything if you want to get in touch if you want us to cover anything you just let us know and we will be there
1: we'll talk to you guys next week bye